Hey, good evening and welcome to Success in the City. My name is Helen Webster. I'm with the lovely Sandra Scott and our fabulous guest today who's very excited, so excited he's on, is the wonderful Stuart Capstick. Brilliant. And it's like every week, Helen, it's like a shock when the show starts to me. I know. And we're having a come every week and she says we're going live and I'm still talking. <laughs> well, I think what happens is we click go live and then there's some weeks there's like two seconds, some weeks there's like six or seven. It depends how long it takes. So sometimes we just rock on our little conversation until yeah. the little... Um, yeah, you told me by surprise there. Yeah, until, until the little mm. comes up in, in, in the top. So when we first start our show, we shout out to the kids. Any young people who've done amazing things, any little people who've done amazing things, um, so have you got any little people, young people who've done amazing things, Sandra? Yes, I have. So uh, one of all the young people are doing brilliantly. And one of my young people got full marks in a Spanish tested school and got top marks. And then another lad, one of our young people who does Russian with us, who has a, through Chatway, but we have a Russian tutor for him. He got a head teacher's award today, which in a school the size of his with over a thousand uh, pupils is pretty good going so i was absolutely made up about that um so they're, they're doing well loads of them are doing well and more confident now which is good you know so there amazing. we go amazing amazing Stu, have you got any young people that you want to shout out to little people yeah uh, the girls are my family so uh my in age order my eldest niece is charlotte and uh she got a first on a final paper for her a degree uh, for teaching, yeah, going into teaching, yeah. and she'll be amazing at teaching as well. She's just so suited to it, personality-wise. Uh, youngest niece Sophie uh, passed her um, theory test for a driver. That's great. She'll Taxi. Taxi. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and then on to my girls, uh, younger again. Uh, my eldest Layla. Um, she didn't get in with a. She does amazingly with, with ballet and, and, uh, and dancing and they have a dance company at school um, and she didn't get into the competition that they're going to do or, or the class they're going to they're do but I saw what she was doing and saw a video of the dance I thought that's amazing she's going to do well there so that's great and then last but not least my youngest is Yasmin and um, we've always obviously you have two girls you have two kids and maybe they kind of follow suit what you do for the eldest you do for the youngest but sort of dawned on me the other week that we should see what interests she might have separate from what elder sister has done. So um, she's got a lovely singing voice, which obviously can be fairly topical here. So um, I arranged for some uh, singing lessons for her. So she went to a second week, uh, shout out to Pro Box uh, down at, down at uh, Boodle uh, Box Studios. They've been really great with her and she's absolutely loving it. And she's a little bit more nervous than her elder sister which she went straight in and a couple of minutes into the lesson, I, I was the other side of the closed door and I could hear her uh, belting out some tunes. So uh, oh. all the members of the family, so that was good, yeah. I wonder who she takes after with their singing. <laughs> That's amazing. That, I, lo I love it when they're a little bit nervous or a little bit shy and then, you know, the, 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 you walk in through the door because the hardest thing is to walk through the door and then they walk in through the door and then you hear them singing and achieving and you just think that's boss, that isn't it? Yeah, if so David like Burbank's listening, oh, yeah, David Burbank's listening. He says, I, th I think he means in this house, not not I'm this house. Um, we yeah. love the capstick and we love his story. I'm not going to say that next bit because we're going to hear a little bit more about that as we go along. Uh, well done yeah. to Sandra and the students and top work all around. So, yeah, cool. So, um, big shout out. Um, so, young people, um, all of the young people who, who I just randomly bump into every day are just, um, are just cool and rocking it. And um, Scarlett, so our little superstar Scarlett, I, I was saying to her, you know, we need to find out three amazing things and every week now she runs up and she goes yeah dad and ask me what three things i've done <laughs> so uh so, so we've started this little trend now that, that that we do three super things that she's achieved in uh, in the week and it's just there uh, i just love like sharing the little positivity stories with them all but yeah so a little shout out to scarlet for just being ace and remembering that we, we share our three super things that we've done in the week um 
Yeah. So success that's personally happened to you. What amazing thing has happened to you this week? Um, I'm going to start with Stuart because we were talking off here and he had a bit of an exciting thing that he's talking about. Uh, last night, yeah. Um, <clears throat> went to the Echo and the Bunny Men. That was, that was just fantastic. Um, obviously, uh, age I am, didn't really sort of catch them uh, in my youth, but uh, great to see them last night uh, in the Philharmonic and uh, just a just a brilliant night. Had an absolutely great night. So uh, yeah. Really oh, yeah. Well, um, I might have been old enough to catch them in my youth. <laughs> 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 I've, I've still got the ticket stubs. I love that. It's just great that live music is coming back and and we're able to go and watch <clears> it and slowly seeing things open up and 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 you realise how much you do miss these sorts of things like the concerts and, and, and yeah. you know, just going out and stuff like that, don't you? So, um, yeah, everybody's so it's just really to be on. Before it, yeah. yeah, it was really, um, everybody was really up for it last night. It was great, so, yeah. Brilliant, brilliant, good stuff. Uh, John Howie, who was our guest two oh, weeks ago, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, um, and he says, well done to all the little ones, so so thank you for listening in to John. Uh, what about you, Sam? What amazing things happened to you this week? Yeah, I've had a few things that have been quite good, actually, you know, and um, we've, we've been getting, you know, we've just sort of expanding the business now, doing translations, and we've had um, quite a few really good inquiries come in and everything, because Ronin's involved, so that's been brilliant. So we've got a big uh, quote we've just put together for a firm in Wales for a lot of stuff for their um, employees and things like that. Um, I've just been steadily busy really and i got a big piece of work done out the way that's been taking ages and the relief i've been working on it for the best part of a month that i don't have to do that now is great you know yeah, i definitely need to go to the opticians though to get new glasses so um yeah so that's that not too exciting this week but there we go um, so yesterday I went to Harrogate um, to the police rehab treatment centre, um, which was amazing, an amazing facility for um, people in the police who've been injured or, you know, during um, service and they pay in, it's a charity, so it's, it's not funded by the police, it's actually a charity um, and the police pay into it. Um, every month if they want to and then they get access to it um, for the time that they're in um, mm. the force unbelievable setup amazing setup um, and whilst so it was in Harrogate whilst in Harrogate I then went to Betty's cake shop t-shirt shop which is super famous for everybody knows Betty's um, and had a fat rascal which I brought home because didn't have a clue what they were and yeah, I didn't. Eat, they didn't have gluten. Well, I didn't ask for gluten-free. Apologies. I thought that when I got home, I thought I should have asked for a gluten-free one. But yeah. they're like a mix between a scone and like a rock cake, but all mixed together and squashed and like that. Unbelievable! Oh. Like amazing. So um, yeah. So I dropped me and Phil had one. One off to me mum and dad this morning, and then um. I took a little box over to my Uncle Ron uh, and Auntie B before, so they've got like my Uncle Ron's like a scone connoisseur, and um, so he was a little bit delighted. But they've been they've been to Harrogate too. Uh, I said not just any old scone. He said we've been there. I was like, yeah. So um, yeah, so uh, so that was cool. Um, so yeah, I think going to see um, and and thinking of like you know stuff how we can bring Lou and how we can um. Bring, bring it into into the communities of, of families and supporting the police and their families. I think that was the biggest success um, that, that I've had this week so far, I think, yeah. And I'm dead excited to tell our success for next week because it's going to be about Saturday night. Because it's been yeah. two years in the making, hasn't it? It has been two years in the making. <laughs> it has been. Well, I feel like we should share now, Hal. <laughs> oh, I was gonna like keep people in suspense. Shall we share? So, yeah, Sandra for my birthday in twenty nineteen. Yeah, in twenty nineteen. So I'm like a massive Anton Dubeck fan, like beyond massive fan. And for my in twenty nineteen for for my birthday, Sandra bought um tickets to to, to go and see him and Anton and Erin in, in the show, and you know for the for the two of us to go on, and um. It got postponed, then it come back, and then it got postponed again. And it's on Saturday night, so we're so we're, we're going out on Brilliant. Saturday. Um, so I'm proper excited. So we're going for a bite. Go, then we're going um, out. In the, the in the film, 
It's in the film. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, that's a great place. Great venue. Okay. Yeah, so so super excited about that. Okay, so my mum says that she's had their rascals after oh after tea. Gorgeous, thank you. No worries. Yeah, um, so that's cool. Um, so Stu, we're going to ask you this or that. Sandra's going to ask me and you. I'm going to ask you and Sandra. Um, right and you've just got to answer this or that. Um, Sandra, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? Well, I'll go first to this one, Helen. That's all right. Mm. Because, uh, just yep. dealing with our conversation before. Led Zeppelin or The Doors? Uh, oh, that's an easy one. It's got to be The Doors. Although Led Zeppelin are amazing as well, of course. Okay, that's easy for me too. Definitely The Doors. Okay, Hal? Um, I think right, The Doors for me as well. That was easy. So, I, yeah, I grew up listening to The Doors. All friends. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think The Doors for me. Okay. Um, I'm not that topical. Um, Harry Potter... Or Lord of the Rings, um, <laughs> Stu. Uh, I've not really seen Lord of the Rings, but I'll, I'll, my daughter loves Harry Potter. But um, uh, when you've got hair like this, there's too many young school kids who poke fun uh, who've seen Harry Potter. So I'll say Lord of the Rings. <laughs> when you know said that, then I was like, oh my days, it is. I know. <laughs> There's different age so groups of insults for me. It's uh... <laughs> Tom's listening in from New Orleans, and Tom, who's like our Bessie ever. And I think, do you know what? I think we might get Tom on our show. I know he doesn't live in Liverpool, but I think um, as a super, as a super fan, I think we're going to get him on. Um, absolutely love. Hopefully, Tom. we could we could sort. Um, so Tom says the doors. Uh, John Bentley, um, who is hopefully coming on our show soon. Um, is yeah. uh, Led Zeppelin and uh, John? Oh, that's really hot. Oh, really hot. But Lord of the Rings. What about you, Sam? Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Harry Potter, a hundred percent. And whilst um, Lord of the Rings is, you know, a cinematographic, a cinematographic masterpiece, if you like. But I fell asleep, so <laughs> I've fallen asleep on all of them. Um, because Aaron loved them. Like, honestly, I've taken the pictures and just fallen asleep like that, like in the middle of big battles in the picture and everything. So uh, I've never fallen asleep in Harry Potter because it's amazing. So Harry yeah, Potter. Harry, Harry Potter for me as well. Um, Harry Potter. Although it has to be said, Tolkien created a whole language, Elvish, with a full grammatical structure. So in terms of character, Get it on Chatterways. Get it on Chatterways. We don't do Klingon yet. I was going to say, along with Klingon, as taught by <laughs> Mick Clark. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> that was embarrassing. <laughs> that was okay, next one. <laughs> okay. Um, Sue... Mercedes-Benz or Volkswagen Beetle, Stuart? Oh, um, oh it's got to be the 60s, isn't it? Volkswagen Beetle, if you mean the original one. Um, yeah, classic car. I don't like that. Yeah, here be all the way. Yeah, but if I had the money and I had to pick and it would come to, came to the crunch, I'd get the Mercedes. Yeah, would you? I wouldn't yeah. have a Beetle. I'd like have a you know why I'd like a car with some space in. Although, as we all know, I wouldn't be able to park a large car, but that's another story. <laughs> okay. Okay. If you're gonna have one thing again, vegetables or fruit, um, Sandra. Veg. I love veg. Do you, oh, do you know what I've had tonight? I've had I've had me tea already. Um, the thing that Deb's made. Sweet potato and root vegetable hot pot. Yeah, I did add spinach to it. It was lovely just to use. Mm. It was really tasty, so I'm going to tell her that in a minute on the WhatsApp. I, I had it for lunch. It was very good. Um, Stu, would you rather have fruit or veg? Yeah, I've never really liked fruit. I just can't. I don't know if it was more convenient packaged like a Mars bar, I might eat it, but um, vegetables all the way, like you. Um, I've just kind of grown to love vegetables that I, as a child I thought I'd absolutely hate. Um, like um, cauliflower in curry and uh, pickled cauliflower with, um, with calzone, something that made quite 
often absolutely gorgeous so, and spinach thank you benedict for spinach very nice and um cauliflower wings yeah i was going to say indigo greens cauliflower wings are like the bomb aren't they indigo greens cauliflower wings are the best food in the history of the world ever <laughs> mostly followed by smoked salmon obviously <laughs> is... um i think i i love fruit but i, I think fruit, probably um probably probably vegetables because there's sort of more variety and i think you can do a lot more with them can't you Dave says cauliflower, oh, cauliflower wins, no wings. No, not wins. Like little wings. Oh, no. <laughs> little wings. Um, okay, okay, son. Right, Stuart, performing a, in a gig or attending a gig? Ah, um, you'd expect me to say performing, but it really no, doesn't don't. matter. Um, yeah. it's, uh, it's just any live music. It's as good as... As long as it's happening, it's all good. So I'm going to sit on the fence for that one, if I'm allowed. Oh, okay. Well, I can't perform <laughs> at all <laughs> or sing a note, so mine's definitely attending. Right. There was an incident, which is, is another red face, really, when I did the charity thing, and we were meant to be banana ram, and I thought, oh, that's all right, then I'll just stand there like that. And then the choreographer goes, girls, that's going to be really boring. So then we became Beyonce because the other two were like, all right then. <laughs> well, Gina in particular was Beyonce. So that, and then, because I was quite nervous, unfortunately, and I don't condone drinking, I had three black Russians in the space of 40 minutes, yeah. And um, that was hilarious, really, wasn't it? But we did very well. <laughs> you did it. You did it. So that was amazing. It was brilliant. And you did really, really well. And you yeah, raised lots of money for charity. Yeah, they did raise. We raised quite a lot. Okay, what about you, Helen? Um, well, as you know, that Sandra, I'm your singing partner. You know, we're uh, so probably probably attending a gig. But I do think, um, like, I, I'd love to be able to be um, to be able to sing. So I think for somebody like you know, say Robbie Williams, who gets up and sings to hundreds of thousands or any performer who gets up and sings to like a hundred and thousand people and they're all sort of chanting their name and, and and giving them that i think it's it's no wonder that's their drug and you know and, and you say well why did they still perform when they do this i think the money goes out the window and it's that sort of feeling isn't it i, I think it to yeah. be to be stood there with, with with all those people mesmerized in your voice and 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 just uh, or singing a longer song with you must just be, you know, when you stop singing and the crowd carries on, must be just the best feeling ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when, when we're on the main stage at Glasgow on the yeah. Sunday afternoon <laughs> in uh, five years' time when we can sing, well, we'll know what that feels like. We're just going to do the once and we're going to leave them wanting more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. <laughs> okay. My last one. Staying in a hotel or staying in an apartment? Um, Sandra. Okay. There's loads of factors here. But five star everything. Hotel, hands down. The five star hotel, five star luxury apartment. Because uh, <laughs> I don't have to cook. Okay. Okay. How about you, Jim? Chill. But I like a holiday um, where you do. Apartment kind of has a more of a feeling of space to it, so I, I go with apartment. I, I, I like to get out. The thought of um, uh, I remember like one of the best holidays I had, but also kind of the worst in a way was went to New York and um, hotel uh, was really just a place to kind of crash. And as soon as you open the door, you just tripped over the bed. Yeah. Kind of yeah. claustrophobic. Uh, so yeah. if I'm in that setting, it's yeah. normally just a base I want to get out. So uh, somewhere that's got a bit of space, apartment. Okay. And the same apartment. Okay. Oh, we have got feedback. I know like... we have that feedback from somebody's, I don't know. Yeah, apartment, definitely. I've changed my mind. Stuart's apartment. Explain that to me. But you can get up, can't you? Like you've got a bit of a balcony and you've got a bit of a, like a lift. 
of an area where you can chill about and move around and things like that so yeah, yeah. i'm totally with that cool so we've done this all that we know a little tiny weeny weeny bit about Stu, not very much so i'm going to hand it over to sandra and sandra's going to introduce you Stuart, and then we're going to lead it over to you and we're going to have a chat about your journey and all the amazing amazing things that you've done and what you do and stuff like that um and then we'll bring it back and and finish with all the other bits and pieces that we talk about brilliant so i'm absolutely delighted that our guest today is Stuart capstick and um Stuart capstick sort of has a double life really don't you but we're here to talk about who you are by night Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't wait to hear all about your, your journey what you do while you're here and how you've come to do that and um, and become quite well known so take it away Stuart. thanks very much um where to start uh, well, well how did you so yeah for those who don't know Stuart is the lead singer in a group called the doors rising and i've seen you perform live and you're absolutely fantastic um and how did that ever come about was it something you always wanted to do did you sing when you were younger yeah um well i've always loved the doors um so i think it was it's before my years i know you won't believe that but um it's uh i think it was the film there's a val kilmer film that we came out in 91 or something like that that was kind of my entry point albeit when you become a fan of the doors you realize that film isn't really a very firm uh, portrayal of the wider band i mean val kilmer does amazing uh, as jim morrison yeah. looks like him sounds yeah. like him but they presented him as a bit of a more of a rogue than perhaps he was he was you know the, the four of them were, were equally brilliant um and, and very highly you know educated and, and intelligent you know well-read people and, and just very creative minds at such a young age just amazing but anyway um the film was got got me into the music that was in my student days and uh pretty much every sort of nightclub you went out to then everybody thought they were, they were jim morrison everybody have long hair and stuff and i did at the time as well um so i love the music then and you know I, i've never really sort of evolved from listening to the doors there's there's other uh kinds of music around that era that i, I, I still like much before um but everything seems to be anchored to the sort of 60s keyboard sound i think it's just mesmerizing really it's um it was ray manzarek's uh, birthday the other day he's a keyboard player in the doors and he to me is, is you know, just as prolific as Jim Morrison, just a, a real icon, um, just amazing that the sound that they created. So it was kind of going forward from there um, through my thirties, um, lost touch with any interest in music really, having two kids, so we got married and uh, I don't think I went to, I can't even think of a concert or anything I went to during my thirties and uh, even more criminally, my honeymoon, uh, part of it was in, um, was in California and you know Santa Monica, Venice Beach. It's all like the stomping ground of, uh, of the doors in the formative years. And I didn't go anywhere near any of the, the landmarks. So uh, it's on the list to go back there and pick all of those things off. Um, but um, uh, in the day job, obviously you're a professional in the day job and uh, colleagues started taking me along to see uh, some bands at the O2 in town. And he likes his, um, uh, sort of hair metal bands and uh, they call it AOR now, adult oriented rock, but it's basically all of all the rock bands of the eighties, which still, um, in mm -hmm. Europe in particular, they're, they're really, oh, yeah. you know, they sort of like, they lag behind sort of 15, 20 years and they're all still going strong over there. So we were seeing these bands that used to once fill out Wembley stadium uh, and we're in the O2 in the, in the small room and we're right up next to them. And it's just, um, as you both said, going to see, uh, see live music is just something else isn't it it's just uh, you just totally escape uh, from the daily life and uh, that was great so I went along to many of them and then it just got to a point where I thought actually I'd really like I'd love to be up there doing it that must be you know an absolute blast um, but to this point um, I'm now 45 at, at age 39 um, 
I still haven't even done karaoke in my life. Uh, no singing ability whatsoever. Um, there's hope. There's hope for Well, this is it. Well, that's what got me thinking. I thought, what what's involved in this? Um, is it that unobtainable that you you know there's only certain? And everybody says I can't sing. You both said it tonight, and I used to say it as well. But why why do we say that? What what makes you think you can't? Sing so, um, there's got to be a bit of silence to this, Stuart. What makes yes. me say sing is when I sing, people don't know the song I'm singing. <laughs> sing the national anthem, and people, people from every country stand up. Um, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I was the same, and um, but I thought well, this has got to be worth a, a try, so um, so I put myself in some vocal lessons um up at elevator studios and just went along and very much felt very self-conscious about it uh oh can i can just you stop you there um yeah no it was starting to grow but i think that it, this is a load of roads converging because the, the other element was um i'd kind of uh, I've been going, Sandra knows me a lot from sort of networking circles uh, fr from the day job. I'm, I'm out uh, weekly going to, to different networking events. And we go to the breakfast ones as well, which are pretty, uh, there's a formula to them. And I remember the yeah. first time I was in, in work and they said, oh, you need to be going networking. I thought, great, I've got no idea what that is, but I'll go. And I just remember being sat in a hotel room in, uh, uh, you know, like a, a conference room in, uh, in Hoylake. And it suddenly dawned on me that everybody was taking a turn saying something and I hadn't prepared anything at all. And I was just paralyzed with fear and managed to get through that. And then the next one I went to, I was reading off a piece of paper that I'd prepared like a week before. And it was awful. You know, you, you just racked with the, uh, you know, self-consciousness. And, um, but over the years I've, I've, I've conquered that. And um, I've gone as the, the, the worst thing you can do is try and read off paper in any kind of setting. All, all you need to do is have some kind of bullet points to guide you through it. But if you can speak naturally, nobody knows more about you than you. So you should be able to, to get through any kind of situation uh, comfortably enough uh, once you get your confidence. So, so it's got to a point where networking circles were, um, there's like a weekly sort of trophy and I tended to be sort of winning this quite quite often because I was, I was kind of injecting some using examples of uh, uh, anonymized examples of the work that we do. Um, but also um, there was some members of the group who'd sort of challenged me to throw in a key word at a particular time just with a few moments notice. And I was doing all this so I thought well speaking in front of people that, that, that now is something where I've gained my confidence. So I thought the next rung up from that has got to be singing. So yeah, took myself off for some singing lessons. Um, not particularly great as you'd expect, um, but I thought he, he, the, the guy there I met, yeah, a guy called Ian Davidson was, was brilliant. And um, he really sort of gave me the confidence to, to press ahead with it. And said, well, why don't you go and do some open mic? Uh, I thought that'll be the next thing. So I thought, well, definitely not doing it anywhere where any of the mates are going to stray in. So I, I, I went as far as Southport, went up to Southport and, and went around to some of the open mic nights there, um, uh, and you know, gained an, a you know a, a fairly modest ability to, to be able to sing. Do you remember so your first? Um, oh, wait, it's very. Do you remember your first? Um, gig so you fit how you were feeling when you very first went went to your first open mic i open mic yeah i was um quite quite nervous about it but i had in my mind that the, the sort of confidence from networking that standing in front of people and, and talking or, or singing i was about to do I, that bit didn't bother me i just wanted to, to be really good at it and i think at that point i perhaps wasn't <laughs> But it was fine. I got through it. Um, the, the, one of the cruel things about um, karaoke, you know, everybody likes uh, karaoke and, and you see the bars in town that have it, is it's not really like a gig because when you when you do a gig, um, there's the, the PA system that projects a sound for the audience. But when you're on stage, you have 
either your own speakers facing back at you so you can hear how you're doing or you might have in-ear monitors so you know you've got your own sort of recording of, of, uh, of how you're doing well karaoke is never like that that's why you hear people screaming as, as loud as they can because they think they need to but you don't you know you, you once you get all the levels right that's that really is half the battle and a, a great sound engineer is uh, worth the weight in gold so some of the gigs we played uh, you know it's a difference between a good gig or a bad gig whether you, whether you can hear yourself and whether you can hear all the other instruments of so in answer to your question yeah i was still you know fairly nervous just because i wanted to do a you want you want like a big round of applause at the end and uh, there wasn't that many people in there but everybody was in the same boat everybody was taking a turn and once you get to that point you're really over the over the hump of this then it's uh, it's something that you've got to then take forward so <laughs> Then came the band, um, and this really was. Um, I had a few drinks one night, and uh, I thought, well, I, you know, I'd really like to to give this a go. And if, if I'm going to give it a go, I've got got to do it now. 39, you know, Jim Morrison was 27 when he died, you know, in his uh, early 20s when when he started things off. So, uh, you know, there's only so far a, a dim lighting and moisturizer can take you. I've got to get got to get cracking with this. So. Um, I, I, I had a couple of drinks and I just sort of uh, googled, um, uh, you know, Doors, Jim Morrison, I always like them, um, and bands, and there was a classifieds page that came up for Liverpool, and there was a, a posting on the two years earlier from a keyboard player who said, really liked a set of a Doors band, um, and then there was a post a year later from a guitarist who said, well, I play like uh, Robbie Krieger, all we need now is a gym. I just responded to it. Yep, I'll, I'll be a gym. I'll, I'll do it. And uh, went from there. So uh, I might have kind of overstated my experience when I first met them. Um, mm -hmm. But we've been together since. So uh, five years down the line, and it's it's going really well. So, yeah. And um, the band are brilliant. Yeah, I'm really is nice it? fellas as well. It's just uh, a great group of people. It's a great outlet, and I really enjoy it. I, I don't know what I'd do without it now, to be honest. And so where was your I... first gig? Yeah, well, we, we went back to Southport. Um, so it's quite difficult to get into venues when you, you're not known, but having got friendly with some of the crowd up there doing the open mic stuff, um, it's just the, the, the one thing about music that, that it, um, even if it stopped tomorrow, the one thing that, that I've got from it is they're just such nice people who are in these circles and, and also welcoming as well. Um, and we played up at uh, Burkers Bar in uh, in Burkdale. It's like a sort of sports bar thing. And um, they were really good. We've played there loads of times since. But um, yeah, they had us in and uh, we, we played there. And then the phone calls just started coming from other venues to say, you know, come along here. And it kind of daisy chained from there. Um, first couple of years, there was a bit of sort of, you, you know, uh, effort to, to put in to try and get some gigs a bit further afield because you want to sort of go on a, a big tour and we were doing sort of like a very small <laughs> circle so um um and then there's the usual kind of uh chapters of the uh of the uh the bio biography to it that you know we had the first incarnation of the band and then somebody left and then there was a bit of a disagreement in another quarter uh not that we're disagreeable people but the, the passion that you put into it to get it right it it, it it can become you know quite a, a heated situation sometimes because you all you just want to get it right and uh so that's great so we're probably on our third generation of the band now and uh with respect to everybody else before it it, it really is kind of the best sound and really really nice guys just good friends now as well so uh, which which makes life so much easier so and now now you've got a list of gigs. Yes, yeah, 18 gigs for the for the year, which is just incredible. Um, wow. Uh, obviously, Merseyside and beyond. Um, yeah, some further flung places we're not played before. We did our first gig of the year a uh, week before last in Chester. Um, really cool bar um, called Alexander's, like a sort of comedy club, live music venue. But we've played loads of different places and we've got some brilliant ones on the horizon. Um, in our city, we've got a Waterloo Festival coming up. That'd be great. Uh, lots of great bands that we know playing that. We're playing a, 
really looking forward to playing up at Camp and Furnace uh, with um, the Counterfeit Stones, who were amazing. Um, Rolling Stones tribute. So we're really, really honoured to be uh, asked to support them. So. And you've got an international <laughs> international rock star. Yeah. Has anybody got has anybody got the phone or anything on as well at the same time? Because it just seems to be free, free and back, doesn't it? I should switch mine off just in case. No, don't you like sometimes oh. when you share it on Facebook Live and it's bouncing back? I don't know. We'll have to ask Jason. Jason, why do we get all this feedback? Um, he does say Jason. put your ears in. I've got my ears in. So Jason be. used to help us. Um, but you've got an international gig, haven't you? Yeah, we're Come playing on. in uh, Greece. We've got a week festival in Greece, in Lindos. Um, I just, um, it's been two years waiting for it because obviously because of COVID, it's been bumped uh, twice. But the other bands who are going, I've, I've seen most of them, got, got around to see most of them in anticipation. And that's just going to be an absolute blast. So uh, not sure about, you know, wearing a leather suit in like 40 degree heat, but uh, I'm prepared to suffer for my art. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> How did you get that one? Um. <laughs> like many successes in life, a little bit by default. Um, there was another Doors band um, down in Brighton um, and became friendly with them uh, only after a minor falling out that we realised we inadvertently were using uh, a similar name. Uh, as soon as we found that out, we thought we'd done our homework on it and, and it, it was just uh, something that was overlooked. As soon as they, they, they contacted us, we immediately changed our name. So we're now the doors rising and kept in touch with them and uh, they'd obviously been going longer and that they reached a point whereby they decided to, to disband. Um, I'd already been in touch with the organiser um, of this Lindos Rocks Festival and at that early stage she said I've, I've already got a doors band and I said well that's fine I won't take that any further you know we can't tread on each other's toes. Um, and when they disbanded, I, I contacted the Doors band first and said, look, you know, do you mind if I if I go for this? If you're not doing it anymore, then I'd really like to. And they, they wished as well. So uh, we got in. Uh, we've already played one festival for the organiser uh, in Southport uh, last November. And that, that was really good. It's like a, a family of people. Uh, Lynn, who organises it, does kind of eight, ten festivals a year around the country. And she brings people from all over, and they're just a great crowd of people. So, uh, looking forward to to going out to Lindos and, uh, and playing there. So that'll be great. Well, you've come a long way from Birmingham. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, it's going really well. Really pleased with it. Um, it's it's still only the occasional thing, and it, but it's it's just such a great thing to be a part of, and uh, a great stress relief and uh, a great escape. So, uh, and as I say, just the people who've it's put me in touch with and uh, become friendly with it is amazing and I was really honoured to be to be asked to play with another band um, there's an absolutely brilliant band called the classic double um, it's more like a project kind of than a band I guess if they don't mind me calling it that because they just pick on two classic albums uh, and they they're a core of musicians and they bring in whoever else they need to be able to accomplish whatever albums that where there were two albums they're tackling for that particular gig. Um, they had one last Friday at Camp and Furnace, which was uh, Blondie and Talking Heads. And uh, uh, Talking Heads, David Byrne, there was a, a guy who came up from Birmingham to fill that role. Uh, he was amazing. And then there was a, a lady called Maria Allen, who, who plays locally with Paul Kappa. And she was just absolutely outstanding as, uh, as Debbie Harry. It was, it was amazing. So brilliant. And I was pleased to have done the first one um, when they first kicked it off. We did LA Woman by the Doors and then they did I Got Off Stage and they carried on with uh, a guy called Gary, uh, was it Gary Brown? Perhaps it wasn't for the first one, but Gary Brown, who does uh, Robert Plant uh, for Led Zeppelin. So just a great group Brilliant. of people. That's amazing. So um, where's the best gig that you've played? Um, they're all, uh, it sounds like I'm keeping all the venues on side, but they all are great in, in different ways. Um, best one, we, we it, I mean, it's such an iconic place that uh, I've got to say the Cavern, the Cavern Club last November wow. uh, was a real moment for us. Um, and again, it was 
kind of cruelly snatched away first time round. It was we were all ready to go, and it was two days off uh, when lockdown hit, and then it was another eighteen months before we were able to get get back round and play it again. But when it did happen, it, it you know it just all fell into place. It was it was a really good night. Really, we all just had a blast. It was just amazing. So uh, yeah. Um, and it's, I felt very comfortable on stage doing that. Thought, you know, the cavern, this is going to be a, a daunting moment. But no, just, it just, it was ready to happen. And, uh, you know, I, I'm quite sort of um, like to think on my feet whenever I do speaking or, uh, or, or with the band. And I'm, I can be a bit cheeky with it as well, which Jim Morrison always was. So uh, I'm just kind of following the vein of that. But I really enjoyed myself. It was a great night. But thanks again to everybody who came. Brilliant. So during lockdown, sorry, Sam, during lockdown, um, were you able to play or, or anything? Because I know a few people took it online and did some gigs and things. Was there anything you were able to do? Yeah, hats off to people who, who could do that. Um, we're really not in it for, for, uh, for that. It, it really is the whole experience of having the audience there and the the feedback you get from them um in many cases to win them over um the, the the cabin we played and obviously everybody there knew they were coming to see a band you know who would be in the doors so really you just have to be as authentic as possible to to, to win that one you know they need to know that you're good as being the doors but then the next night, because we'd had so many dates that, that were all bunched together because because of lockdown, we had one the next night, which we wouldn't normally do. And that was for this festival in Southport. Now, for that, we were one of three bands on the night. And we went on second. It was like a covers band on first. It was brilliant. And then we came on. And after us, there was a Pink Floyd tribute. So we thought, well... Most people probably are coming to see the Pink Floyd tribute. So we really don't know if anybody in the room either likes, knows, or even wants to see or cares about uh, seeing doors. So I said to the guys, look, don't think it was like, we had a great night last night at the cabin, but this is going to be a completely new experience again tonight. And it was, and we were playing the first few songs and nothing was kind of really happening. And at one point you could hear sort of a murmur of conversation kind of creeping up, thinking, oh no, we're, we're not we're not engaging them here. And I, I tried to stir up the audience in between songs, you know, a few kind of cheeky remarks and uh, things like that. And, and it wasn't wasn't quite happening. And then you can't sort of measure it or, or, or qualify what happens, but something just clipped and then the whole place was just bouncing, everybody was up. And, and from there it just it just happened. So you know, if I knew what the magic to that was, it could make a lot of money. But yeah, yeah definitely. Oh. I'm frightened to speak because I'm feeling. Is it the quietest well, I've been? Yeah, I know. I've seen you live, Stuart, and you're absolutely amazing. And I think I saw you at Molly May's, was it, in Birkenhead? Is that what it's called? Molly's, Mol Molly's Chambers, yeah, in Birkenhead, yeah. Yeah, another great venue. That's so, uh, that's right, yeah, yeah. No, it's great, lots of great places. Uh, we play there, we played the Swinging Arm in Birkenhead. Um, uh, and we, we played, uh, when did we play the last? It was last October, maybe. And they, they booked us in straight away for four dates for this year. So uh, wow. that's, that's a great place to play. We love playing in there. It's always a great crowd, yeah. And um, do anything, do any funny things ever happen to you on stage? Funny things, um, it's, again, you can't sort of um, quantify what happens, but we, we played uh, uh, at Chester two weeks ago, and um, you, you, you wonder what goes on in people's minds, but there was this, um, yeah, I think it's on video somewhere, but there's this big guy who looked like Oliver Reed. He just cut his way right the way through the middle of the crowd and just stood like, right in front of me, two feet in front of me, quite a big intimidating guy. I thought, what's what's happening? <laughs> what's going on here? And um, then he just starts dancing away. And uh, the same kind of thing happened in, in Southport. There was this guy, he must have been six foot six, and I'm, I'm on a stage, but he's still at head height with me. And this guy's just eyeballing me. And I'm thinking, oh, he's not enjoying this. And um, 
I, again, I try and stir the audience up and ask if we're playing everything that, that you know everybody wants. And he just came striding towards me and said, uh, "Play L.A. Woman," you know, one yeah, seminal Doors song. And it was one of the ones we were playing next. And then when we got off stage, he, he came straight over and uh, wants photos with me. His wife's taking photos. Uh, just brilliant. You know, I mean, I've got kind of you know the outline of Jim Morrison, but I'm not Jim Morrison. It's just me, you know. <laughs> what a photo, but just brilliant the way people respond. It's uh, it's great to be a part of. So, uh, and we're very humble about it. You know, it's uh, just everybody enjoy the music. It's what it's about. So, so when you're out and about in the supermarket, what the hell? Um, do people recognise you as Stuart or Jim? Uh, it's been great to have a, a few. It's it's lovely when you you kind of get recognised. There's no mega stardom to this at all, but yeah, I've been in Tesco's and people have said hello. And uh, Echo and the Bunny Man the other night, and a guy stuck his hand out. He said, "I came to Cavern and saw you." Thought it just makes you feel great. So uh, that's good. Cool. Uh, to know. Yeah. Get your autographs in now. We'll be taking your call soon, Sandra. Yeah. Wow. It's true. Everyone who comes on this show, all the performers are rocketing. <laughs> We've found Dora came on. She's written ADHD the musical, which I went to see in a church hall. Now she's on at the oh, Royal well. Court. <laughs> Just Fantastic. saying. There we go. Yeah, loads of them. Sophie. Oh, she's touch coming on here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The platform to stardom. Yeah, it'll be Abitha Rocks now. Never mind, Lindos Rocks. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Wembley. <laughs> yes, indeed. You'll be on Glastonbury. You can be our support or in Glastonbury. You can be mine and Sandra's yeah, support. I've written down where he said he had those singing lessons, Helen. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Definitely on our list, that Sam. Aretha Franklin. Well, <laughs> anybody, anybody can sing. Any, it, really, if I can do it, um, that would be my. You're brilliant. You're absolutely brilliant at it. You know, I've seen oh, you like. That's very kind, but you I, are. I promise you, you, you know, I, I think you could be. Um, one of the things I can't remember whether it was Ian or, or Carrie, who's uh, the later teacher I went to. <laughs> it's good. Um, imagine, imagine you'd be looking at the teacher. You have a go, and then the teacher goes. <laughs> 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 when you when you went for your singing lesson, did you did you say I'd like to sing the doors, or did did they listen to your voice and then say your voice would suit this particular song? Oh no, it was very tentative. I was I was fully prepared to to go to a handful of these lessons and to come away kind of you know uh, content but disappointed that you know I couldn't do it. Uh, that I was fully expecting <laughs> that. Um, but this is the point. Everybody can sing and and. It, it was said to me, you know, why do you think you can't sing? And uh, he said, well, I'll answer it for you. Probably someone in childhood, like an older brother, it could be, uh, or somebody has kind of mocked you or something. And it's enough for you to think that for life you, you can't do it. Well, anatomically, there's only a very, very tiny uh, percentage of the population who literally cannot sing. Everybody can, but it's like... It's like going to the gym. You, you, you don't turn up at the gym on day one, uh, muscle bound. You've got to, you know, you've got to uh, put the work in and, and progress. I've, I've seen myself get better, and it's an ongoing, you know, project. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not the greatest singer ever, but you know, you keep keep rehearsing and uh, you'll get no. to do it. And obviously, if you do songs within your own range, uh, I've got a fairly deep voice. Jim Morrison did as well. And obviously, you, you're more inclined to be able to do it. You know, if I wanted to go off and do Lady Gaga or something, it's not going to work, is it? So uh, you've got to do whatever's uh, whatever. What's your, what's your favourite song to sing? Uh, it's all doors, so I'm a one-trick pony in that regard. But th there isn't really a favourite. I love doing them all, and we're learning new ones all the time. That you know, we have we're only you know as quick as kind of really respect to him, the, the keyboard player. Because he's doing two parts, he's he does the bass line and the keys. So um, I love them all; they're, they're all great. I don't tire of any of them either. It's it's great. We mix them all up. So. Yeah. So Dave saying you are excellent and no messing 
but you did encourage me unknowingly to do more karaoke. You're obviously better than that, but I found a level of fun doing karaoke. I didn't know Verbeek did karaoke. Um, and Tom, our New Orleans guy, um, actually less than 1% of the population is tone deaf, so a bit like what you've just said then. Um, yeah. And then David said, your only range is right. Um, lol. When I've got a mic in my hand, I always have to say, start low. Because <laughs> if you start, yeah. So I, I want to know what Dave's karaoke song is. What give, give us a shout, yeah, Dave? I want to know that. If, apart from the doors, if you had to choose a karaoke song, what would it be? Um, I like all the 60s stuff. Um, so uh, Jefferson Airplane, I mean, that's also a good White Rabbit, you know, that's somebody. Uh, yeah. yeah. Somebody to look. Yeah. Um, I like the zombies, uh, the yardbirds. Whether you know any of these at all? That's all the. But yeah, anything with that kind of keyboard sound. Uh, She's not there by the. Uh, is that the zombies? Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. But it's very yeah. good. I wish we could have had this. You've got to ask you what yours is. You've got to tell me what your song, your go-to karaoke song. Yeah. We don't have. So any... when I was well, when I was eighteen, I. I sang on karaoke at my friend's birthday party and this was sort of before or just as video cameras were coming out and, and people like you know videoed parties and things like that and then I think two weeks later we went to my friend's house to watch the party back you know like and, and relive the party and stuff and there was this yeah. wailing noise and I was like oh my god I feel ashamed for them whoever that was a proper feel ashamed as the camera panned around and it was me <laughs> And I was singing, I will survive. Um, <laughs> and I clearly didn't survive. So even I watching the video thought, oh, dear God, whoever that is, God help them. Like, you know what I mean? They're just shocking. Why didn't they made to tell them? And it was me. So yeah. ever since then, I haven't really sort of given it the welly on. Um, but um, I, I do like sing when I'm in you, the car. You, you and kind of think you've got a welly as hard as you can, but that's that's not the way to sing. That's probably, yeah. They are. That could be a top tip. Um, so Dave says, David Smith is the lad who told me uh, why are you in the choir you can't sing yeah. so it didn't oh boo to yeah. david smith it uh, might yeah. set hmm, is no particular place to go oh that, yeah yeah no particular place mm -hmm. to go oh he's got a set never mind just one um love he's is the drug and the big finish is dakota mm. oh, yeah, and, yeah, and dave saying one. your singing journey oh, is a proper brilliant tale and i think the thing is, you know, people think, you know, oh, did you sing from when you were young and, you know, you've always sang and then, you know, then you've gone into a band and you've sort of not done that. You've found your voice and, and, yeah. and gone at a later age. There's circuitous route, but there's um there's a lady I know up in Southport and she, she was very similar and you should hear her voice, just incredible. So there's there's hope for everybody. You um you should do it. Babs from Pag Ashley was the person I'm talking about, the absolutely amazing voice. Yeah. Everybody can That's do it. Be just need to, yeah, a bit of vocal coaching. So we'll meet up again in a few weeks' time, and I want to know how you're getting on. I'll tell you what, it's quite inspiring. I only want I was to be going to say, I'm quite inspired by this. Yeah, I only want to sing one song of karaoke, Stuart. Oh, we're having technical fun today, aren't we? Oh, well, we're gone. <laughs> yeah, I can still hear you. You can still hear can't you. See you. There he is, he's back. <laughs> It's not great for the podcast with the echoing. <laughs> We're having visual failure as well. Well, that's all right. So, I would want to see Stuart live. So, the door's rising. We put all the dates of the gig on the page and we'll share it again after the show. And um, we'll definitely be coming to one of them soon because I'm, when I saw all the dates, I couldn't believe it because it's such a good night out. If you like the doors, and you're yeah. such a good entertainer as well. I can't believe how humble you are speaking about yourself because I've seen you live and you're absolutely brilliant. And it's such a good That's night. No, it's true though. Enjoy. One help. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely, we're definitely. Um, so I'm going to do um, a shout out to any adults, any adults um, who've done amazing, any of the grown-ups who've done amazing things this week. Um, do we have a shout out for any grown ups who've done great things? Yes, Tanya, the Russian teacher, <laughs> because Corey, who got his award and his mum shared it on Facebook, got the award because of Tanya teaching in Russian. Because I look after the group, the thing, the class, and everything, but Tanya teaches in Russian herself. She's the Russian teacher, I'm not, and she's lovely with him. And she does it after a working day, so I'm really pleased. 
Um, so, an absolute shout out to Tanya, and she had a night off tonight because it's her fiftieth birthday. So, happy birthday, Tanya, as well. Happy birthday, happy birthday yeah. to her. Yeah. Um, Stu, any shout out to grown ups? Yeah, my my sister in law Joanne, it's her birthday today as well. So, happy birthday to her. Happy birthday to Joe, yeah. And I'm going to give a shout out to, to Chloe. So it was Chloe's birthday yesterday. Um, so Valentine's Day, but she's, she's my goddaughter. Um, and she was 26 yesterday. And you just think, where has the time gone? You know, it's just uh, this 26-year-old amazing human being who, who was a tiny, weeny little baby. And, you know, you just think, where have those 26 years gone? Um, and she's boss. So, yeah, happy birthday to Chloe. Um, so red face moment. Do you have a red face? Something slightly embarrassing that people can laugh along with, not at you. People only tune in, stupid, to listen to Sandra's red face moment. So I've got one. <laughs> um, so Helen went to Harrogate yesterday. She said, and I know she went to Harrogate because she put a picture of Betty's tea rooms on um, where she was. And in my mind, because she was going to something to do with the police, we went to a police training centre in St Helens. Although so, I'm going to defend you, son, because I left the car in St Helens and got in Oscar's car and then went. So Oscar's one of our previous guests from Cali Train. He drove yeah, us to... to so Oscar. I did leave the car and, and, and jump in his car. So you must have said St Helens first. Anyway, Helen's dad came into the office to get some photocopying, which um, Emmett very kindly did. Loads of it. And, which was fine. But he said, oh yes, Helen. I said, no, she's not gone to Harrogate, Ray. She's gone to St. Helens. And he went, I could have sworn. <laughs> but he was like, you could see him thinking, I, I swear blind. She, I said, no, no, she's gone to St. Helens, not Harrogate. <laughs> and he did it and I thought, oops, <laughs> when it's all easy. But your poor dad, he obviously thought, oh, but, you know, I've lost my So my dad had rang and he'd said, I just need to do this photocopier. And I said, I'm not in the office. Go in the office, and um, mm -hmm. I said, I said, you know, Emma will be able to do whatever he needs to do on the computer. She's pretty cool at all that. I said, yeah. so I'd, I'd actually spoke to him. I said, oh, I'm in Harrogate, so I can't do it. So then he goes <laughs> home to me, mum, and he goes, Helen, Helen, Helen's in. Said she was in Harrogate, and 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 she's not. She's she's in Saint Helens. So they've now decided that was the code word for going to see the police because we couldn't mention the police Harrogate. <laughs> so I said I was going to Harrogate, but really it's a code word to say I was going to the police centre. So my poor mum, when I dropped the, the cakes off this morning, she was like, "Well, then I looked at your photograph last night, and I said to your dad, and he was like, "That's definitely Harrogate." <laughs> so proper confused, the living daylights out. I felt the same kind of trust now, Helen. Okay. Like, yeah, okay. She's clueless. Helen doesn't tell her anything. <laughs> so, yeah, that, was, that was a little joint. That was a little joint uh, funny moment. Anything for you, Stu? Oh, I try and cast them all from my mind. I'm sure there's stuff happening daily, but um, obviously there's a great capacity for things to go wrong singing-wise, but we've, we've been very lucky. There was one time when I, I forgot the lyrics with the, the classic couple guys. I think uh, I was just so in awe of them. And I remember just in the kind of instrumental break, I turned around and I was scrambling around trying to get the lyrics up on my phone. I managed to get through that. And the only other one perhaps is a, a, a little cringy in a way, but it was, it was well intended. We, um, uh, Jim Morrison's maybe the only person who ever, who ever got arrested on stage. And um, uh, I had a couple of colleagues sort of dress up in uh, kind of like, not, not real police uniforms, but like, you know, a uh, fancy dress police and come and take me off stage uh, in the middle of a, a, a gig. <laughs> so I like to think I'm the second person to be arrested on stage, unofficially. Uh, That's cool. So that, that, was, that was good. It didn't go down very well, but uh, I enjoyed it anyway, and they did. So uh, they're my way so we, we were talking about a skill share. We're going to be super quick, and we're going to get you to, to, to share a skill um, that everyone can possibly practice or whatever. Me again? Yeah, you again. Me again? Right. Um, well, professionally, um, I write everything down. Is 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 something keep receipts for everything. That's uh, that's my uh, my loyally uh, advice. Um, and then back to singing. Um, you sing from your stomach, believe it or not. You, you don't obviously anatomically sing from your stomach, but you. The, the phrase, you know, isn't isn't over till the fat lady sings is there for a reason. You puff yourself out and you draw the uh, the air from your stomach. So, 
Good little tip that for us. Do our show. Like dream girls. Oh yeah, we'll be knocking her off the stage. The one who was amazing. And I cried when she sang because she was that good. Um, okay, uh, we're closing the show. We want to say a massive, massive thank you, Stuart, for coming on and sharing your journey and, and hoping, hopefully you've inspired Sandra and I and hopefully you'll inspire a few others to get up and uh, give a song and stuff like that. Massive thank you to Sandra, as always, um, for coming on. And Stuart, we're going to leave the closing quote, a little mantra for you. Oh, crikey. Um, closing quote. Uh, I did have one to mind. Um are we each doing one or is it just me yeah, anything that you live by sort of that motivates you that you say to yourself oh, yeah. I've got it. I've got it. yeah um quick story 30 seconds um literally uh remember going on my first sort of, um all-inclusive holiday and it was in mexico and the mayan people have got the best sense of humor really dry sense of humor and this little guy came over to me with like a rifle over his shoulder and he said you'll meet me in 30 minutes behind the gym I thought, no, no, I won't. And uh, half an hour later, I was lying on the floor with like a cap on back to front, like picking off the, these targets on a rifle range. And then it was like a montage of things. I was then using a bow and arrow and, and all these different things. I thought, why, why are we just doing this on holiday? You should, you know, we, we, we live in very rarefied here. We, we're very lucky to, to, to be where we are. And you should try anything. So uh, live life like an all-inclusive holiday. Give everything a try when you can. Oh, I love that. Live life in an all-inclusive holiday. Brilliant. Good. So thank you very much. And we will see you all next week with this, the hopefully not the feedback and everything. Um, yep. Yeah, so uh, we'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Romy. Thanks a lot.